Chapter 48 Warding of Devotees' Calamities Story of 1. Shevade 2. Sapatnekar At the commencement of this chapter, someone asked Hemanpath whether Sai Baba was a Guru or Sadguru. In order to answer the question, Hemanpath describes the signs or marks of a Sadguru as follows. Signs of a Sadguru He who teaches us Veda and Vedanta or the six Shastras, that is the systems, he who controls the breath or brands his body with mudras, that is metallic marks of Vishnu's weapons, or gives pleasing discourses regarding Brahma, he who gives mantras, sacred symbols to the disciples and orders them to chant the same a certain number of times but does not assure them any result in a definite time, he who by his lengthy gross knowledge explains beautifully the ultimate principle but has himself got no experience or self-realization is not a Sadguru. But he who by his discourse creates in us a distaste for the enjoyments of this world and the next and gives us a taste of self-realization who is well versed in both the theoretical and practical knowledge that is self-realization deserves to be called a Sadguru. How can he who is himself devout of self-realization give it to the disciples? A Sadguru does not ever in his dream expect any service or profit from his disciples. On the contrary, he wishes to serve them. He does not think that he is great and the disciple small. Not only he loves him as his son, but regards him as equal to himself or as Brahma. The main characteristic of a Sadguru is that he is the abode of peace. He is never restless nor ruffled. He has no pride of his learning. The poor and the rich, the small and the great are the same to him. Hemanpath thinks that on account of the store of accumulation of merits in his past births, he had the good fortune of meeting and being blessed by such a Sadguru as Sai Baba. Even in full youth, he hoarded nothing except Chillam perhaps. He had no family, no friend, no home, nor any support. Since he was 18, his control of mind was perfect and extraordinary. He lived fearlessly in secluded places and always abided in his self. On seeing the pure attachment of his devotees, he always acted in their interests and hence he was in a way dependent on them. What experience he gave to his devotees while he was living in flesh are felt even today after his Mahasamadhi by those who attach themselves to him. What the devotees have to do is this, they have to trim their heart lamp of faith and devotion and burn in its wicks of love and when this is done the flame of knowledge that is self-realization will be lit up and shine bright. Mere knowledge without love is dry. Nobody wants such knowledge. 
Without love there is no contentment. So we should have unbroken and unbounded love. How can we praise love? Everything is insignificant before it. Without love our reading, hearing and study are of no avail. In the wake of love come devotion, dispassion, peace and liberation with all their treasures. We do not get love for anything unless we feel earnestly about it. So where there is real yearning, God manifests himself. It includes love and it is the means of liberation. Now let us revert to the main story of this chapter. A man should go to a true saint with a pure mind or even otherwise prudently and hold his feet. Ultimately he is sure to be saved. This is illustrated by the following story. Mr. Shivade. Mr. Sabatnekar of Akalkot, that is Sholapur district, was studying law. A co-student, Mr. Shivade, met him. Other fellow students also got together and compared notes of their study. It was found by the questions and answers amongst themselves that Mr. Shivade was the least prepared for all of the examinations and therefore all the students deride him. But he said that though he was not prepared, he was sure to pass the examination as his Sai Baba was there to get him through it successfully. Mr. Sapatnekar was surprised at this remark. He took Mr. Shivade aside and asked him who this Sai Baba is whom he extolled so high. He replied, there lives in a masjid in Shirdi, that is Ahmadnagar district, a fakir. He is a great Satpurush. There may be other saints, but this one is unique. Unless there is a great store of merits on one's account, one cannot see him. I fully believe in him and what he says will never be untrue. He has assured me that I will pass definitely next year and I am confident that I will get through the final examination by his grace. Mr. Sapatnekar laughed at his friend's confidence and jeered at him and Baba. Later, when, Sapat, when Mr. Shivade passed his exam successfully, it made Sapatnekar quite surprised. Sapatnekars Mr. Sapatnekar passed his examination, settled at Akalkot and practiced as a pleader there. Ten years after this, that is in 1913, he lost his only son on account of a throat disease. This broke his heart. He sought relief by making a pilgrimage to Pandarpur, Gaganpur and other holy places. He got no peace of mind. Then he read Vedanta which also did not help him. In the meanwhile, he remembered Mr. Savade's remarks and his faith in Baba and he thought that he too should go to Shirdi and see Baba. He went to Shirdi with his younger brother, Pandit Rao, and was much pleased to see Baba from a distance. When he went near and prostrated himself and placed a coconut before Baba with feeling of devotion, the latter at once cried out, Get away, 
Sapatnekar hung down his head, moved back and sat aside. He wanted to consult somebody who would advise him how to proceed. Somebody mentioned Bala Shimpe's name. Sapatnekar saw him and sought his help. They bought Baba's photo and came with them to the masjid. Bala Shimpe took a photo in his hand, gave it to Baba and asked him whose photo it was. Baba said that this photo was of the Yar or the lover of him, pointing to Sapatnekar. Saying this, Baba laughed and all others joined. Bala asked Baba the significance of the laugh and beckoned Sapatnekar to come forward and take darshan. When Sapatnekar began to prostrate himself, Baba again cried, Get out! Sapatnekar did not know what to do. Then they both joined their hands and sat before Baba praying. Baba finally ordered Sapatnekar to clear out immediately. Both were sad and dejected. As Baba's order had to be obeyed, Sapatnekar left Shirdi with a heavy heart, praying that he should be allowed to take darshan next time. Mrs. Sapatnekar One year elapsed. Since still his mind was not at peace. He went to Gangapur where he felt more restless. Then he went to Madegao for rest and finally decided to go to Kashi. Two days before starting, his wife got a vision. In her dream, she was going with a pitcher to Lakhat Saha's well. There a fakir with a piece of cloth tied around his head, sitting at the foot of the name tree, came close to her and said, My dear lassie, why get exhausted for nothing? I get your pitcher filled with pure water. She was afraid of the fakir and hastened back with the empty pitcher. The fakir followed her. At this, she woke up and opened her eyes. She told this vision to her husband. They thought that this was an auspicious sign and they both left for Shirdi. When they reached the masjid, Baba was absent. He had gone to Lendi. They waited till his return. When he returned, she was surprised to see that the fakir she saw in her vision exactly resembled Baba. She reverentially prostrated herself before Baba and sat down looking at him. On seeing her humility, Baba was much pleased and began to tell a story in his peculiar, charismatic manner to a third party. He said, My arms, abdomen and waist have been paining for a long time. I took many medicines, the pains did not abate. I got sick of the medicines as they gave me no relief. But I am surprised to see now that all the pains have disappeared at once. Though no name was mentioned, it was the story of Mrs. Sapatnekar herself. Her pains as described by Baba left soon and she was happy. Then Mr. Sapatnekar went ahead to take darshan. He was again welcomed with the former get out. This time he was more patient and persevering. He said, that Baba's displeasure was due to his past deeds and resolved to make amends for the same. He determined to see Baba alone and ask his pardon 
for his past actions. He placed his head on Baba's feet and Baba placed his hand on him and Sapatnekar sat stroking Baba's leg. Then a shepherdess came and sat massaging Baba's back. Baba in his characteristic way began to tell the story of a banya. He related the various bit vicious stages of all his life including the death of his only son. Sapatnekar was surprised to see that the story which Baba related was his own and he wondered how Baba knew every detail of it. He came to understand that he was omniscient and knew the hearts of all. When this thought crossed his mind, Baba still addressing the shepherdess pointed to Sapatnekar and said, this fellow blames me and charges me with the killing of his son. Do I kill people's children? Why does this fellow come to the masjid and cry? Now I will do this. I will again bring that very child back in his wife's womb. With these words, he placed his blessing hand on his head and comforted him saying, These feet are old and holy. You are carefree now. Place entire faith in me and you will soon get your object. Sapatnekar was much moved with emotion. He bathed Baba's feet with his tears and then returned to his residence. Then he made preparations for worship and Nayavedya and came with his wife to the masjid. He offered all this to Baba and accepted prasad from him. There was a crowd in the masjid and Sapatnekar went there and saluted Baba again and again. On seeing heads clashing against heads, Baba said to Sapatnekar, Oh, why do you prostrate yourself now and then? One namaskar offered with love and humility is enough. Then Sapatnekar witnessed that night the Chavadi procession described earlier. In that procession, Baba looked like veritable Pandurang, that is, Vittar. At the parting next day, Sapatnekar thought that he should first pay one rupee as Dakshina and if Baba asked again, instead of saying no, he should pay one more, reserving with him sufficient amount as expenses for the journey. When he went to the masjid and offered one rupee, Baba asked for another as per his intention and when it was paid, Baba blessed him saying, take the coconut. Put it in your wife's oti, which is the upper fold of her sari, and go away without the least anxiety. He did so, and within a year, a son was born to him, and with an infant of eight months, the couple came to Shirdi, placed him at Baba's feet, and prayed thus, O Sainath, we do not know how to repay your obligations, therefore, we prostrate ourselves before you. Bless us, poor helpless fellows. Henceforth, let your holy feet be our sole refuge. Many thoughts and ideas trouble us in waking and dream states. So, turn away our minds from them to your bhajan and bless us. The son was named Murlidhar. Two others, Bhaskar and Dinkar, were born afterwards. The Sapatnekar couple thus realized that Baba's words were never untrue and unfulfilled. Bow to Sri Sai, 
peace be to all